Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole. And I'm Gina. And today we are dishing out one of our most popular series, another healthier in a hurry, uh, healthier meals in a hurry, snacks, all the all the things in a hurry, uh, spring 2022 edition. But first, a little catching up. Gina, what's going on? Yeah, you said it in the last episode, but it is just Nick always says that we get we have three seasons in Ohio. It's either (laughs) raining, cold or blazing hot. And I'm starting to think that he's actually right. Like we never had a spring. We went from, I swear it snowed three weeks ago and now it's 80 degrees. And I found myself looking for shade yesterday. I'm like, get me out of this blazing hot weather, even though I just complained about how cold it was. You know, I feel, oh, yeah. I feel bad, but it's just already, it's summer. Welcome summer, which I'm excited about. So we've been doing all the summer things or at least preparing. Uh, I got a new bike. Okay. So I was on a bike ride with my mom on Mother's Day and Paige and I drove by this or we rode by this. Uh, garage sale. And there was this bike for sale for $75. And I think it's a little bit big for me, but my bike is in just utter disarray. It's 15 years old. It just, it's, it's done. It's ready. I'm ready to get a new one, but I'm not ready to spend, you know, two grand on a new bike or, you know, I want a nice bike, but I didn't want to throw down that much money on a new bike. So $75, this bike is eight years old. It's a giant brand, which is a good brand. It's really nice. I think it's beautiful. It's white. Uh, just looks it's in really good shape and I bought it and I do probably look a little bit weird riding it because again it's a little bit big for my small frame um and I'm just I'm just petite and but whatever it's fine so I got a new bike bought a an outdoor blow-up slide for the kids like can you you can envision these things okay actually we had one for Paige's birthday last year but I, I decided I'm buying one because I'm so sick of them saying get out the blow-up house the bouncy house or get out the water slide and then they play with it um, or not the water slide, the um, slip and slide. They'll play with it for legit five minutes and then be done. But this blow up water slide, they'll play with for hours. So I thought, you know what? It's worth it. So I I, I pulled the trigger um, since we're not going to be getting our hot tub this year. <laughs> so that's exciting. And oh, getting ready to leave for Indianapolis. I'm actually meeting up with a friend. So we're going actually next week. Uh, we're, I'm meeting up with my best friend from college and her two kids. And then, um, so actually when this comes out, we'll be there and then our, my two kids. So it'll just be the girls. It's a girl's trip, but with Cameron and then her two boys. <laughs> so that'll be fun. What are you yes, guys going to do? I'm, well, we're going to the children's museum of Indianapolis and then we're going to a couple like cool restaurants. And then of course I got an Airbnb with a hot tub. So we'll be, <laughs> we'll be lounging while the kids play in the hot tub. You Can you sense so a theme? I'm obsessed yeah. with hot tubs. <laughs> if you ever have me over to your house, anyone, if you have a hot tub, I'll be there. If you don't, like, sorry. <laughs> Earn Just my kidding. friendship in other ways, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aww. And yeah, that's really it. So working on my website, uh, Business Nutrition Unmeasured. If you're interested in signing up for my program or learning more about it, just shoot me an email at trustyourbodyrd. Or just send us a message on Instagram at Dietitians Dish Podcast, and I'm happy to share information with you. What about you, Nicole? What's what's new? Heading to Nashville this weekend for a wedding. Have you ever been to Nashville? Oh yeah, a few times. Oh, I have never been. What must we do? 
Oh my gosh. Well, okay. To be honest, I've, I went there once for a conference and then I went there twice to visit college friends who went to Vanderbilt. Uh, and then one other time, why was I there? Maybe it was like to stay. I don't even remember, but I've been there four times. I, I, I was younger. I've never done anything that I can necessarily remember thinking, oh, I've got to do this again. So I don't know. We just, you know, also that was like back in my heavy drinking days. So don't mm. remember a whole lot, <laughs> you know, but it's just a really fun, you know, go, go walk around downtown, explore the restaurants, you know, go to a live band. There's just lots of outdoor singing and it's just really nice. It's really fun. You'll have fun. I don't know specifically what you should do, but what are you guys yeah. planning on doing? Well, this we're driving, first of all. Um, mm-hmm. So I told Mark he's driving because I'm working. Um, I normally work from home on Fridays, so it's it's all good. I can take I have several meetings I'm going to take from the car. And uh, so I'm going to work on the way. And I mean, it's a seven hour drive, so we're going to leave early and, and get there. And actually, my sister uh, sister in law and her wife are meeting us there. They live in Atlanta. Uh, so that's going to be fun. I, but I, I think my, the only thing like I know I need to do is see a band, right? Like that's what Nashville is known for. Uh, and then the wedding is on Saturday night. Unfortunately, the hockey draft is on Friday night for my league here. And I'm a captain, at least as of now. But I sent a message to the commissioner and I just said, mercy me. Like, I know I signed up for this, but the draft is 8 p.m. on Friday night. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to be want to be doing things other than drafting a hockey team. So I just said, if you end up like only with six teams, I'd like to not captain this season, which is very unlike me. But I, I just I'm saying no, Gina. Yes, I'm saying no, I'm belated. You. Thank you. I'm practicing. So it's belated and it probably won't happen. But I'm trying I'm, I'm trying to be better. Um. And yeah, I have no idea what we're going to do. The wedding is, I mean, this is the most guest accommodating wedding I have ever been to. I mean, she booked the hotel room for us. She, I mean, they just thought of every last detail for their guests. They're like, no gifts. If you give us money, we're donating it. Like, I I mean, everything, they have thought of like everything to make this the most thoughtful wedding. And they're actually already married. They got married over Zoom during the pandemic. (laughs) Oh wow. Um so it is literally just like, oh, we're going to be in the lobby if you want to say hi. If you don't, that's cool. Just buzz on past. I mean, it they just have thought of every detail. Wow. Um so I think people are which is which is we want to see her. Of course, we're going for her. Um but we it does give us some flexibility to do Nashville. Anyway, blah blah blah. Okay. Awesome. And then when we get home, their girls dance recital is on June 12th. And Mark was like, I'm going to have to go to India that week. And I think I'm going to have to leave on the 12th. And I was like, er, rethink. I was like, your family's coming in. My family's coming in. They have been practicing for this dance recital for nine months. They have pictures this weekend while we're gone. So my in-laws are coming doing the hair, the makeup, the red lipstick, like the whole. I mean, this is like legit dance recital stuff. I was like, you need to not be on a plane when our children are doing this. Like, figure it out. Like, and he's like, uh, okay. Like, I don't put my foot down about like, you have to be here about much at all, but this is one of those things. So we're really looking forward to the recital in June. Um, both the recital and it being over, if I'm being honest and truly just after Nashville, our life just simmers completely. So I am looking forward to enjoying summer and just downshifting in a major way. Awesome. That sounds, that sounds good. It does sound good. Well, have fun on your trip. Thanks. All right. So before we begin, just a quick favor to ask, since you like this podcast, please write us a review. 
reviews on iTunes are everything to us and they really help us reach more people. So of course we'd appreciate it. Yes. And I think I just alluded to it, but for the, for the first time in my life, life, I'm feeling this sense of, oh my gosh, summer needs to be here already. And it's not because of the weather, but just because of how busy it is and not just our lives, but I think everybody in this season, probably you guys too, it's t-ball, baseball season, softball season, soccer season. It seems like all those youth sports, mm-hmm. it's like this hot and heavy season for like six to seven weeks and all the parents just like, ah. do you guys have this right now too? <laughs> no, we don't because our kids aren't really involved in anything. Truthfully, my kids are the yeah. kids that don't want to do anything and I have to force them to do something. So, Well, it's school stuff too. So we have bring your yeah. main character to school. Tonight is an art, uh, what are, an, uh, it's the first ever art show. So it's walk the oh, halls yes. and see your kids art. It's all these things. It's yeah. just a lot every we night. We have a lot going on in school right now. That's yes. true. But I don't see, once again, I don't, I don't feel like I need to do it all. And I, and I, and I never will. Like I actually, Nick is more the person we need to do this. We need to do that. And I'm just like, if you want to do it, that's fine. I'm not, <laughs> I, I, I just can't, you know, your goalposts are so strong, Gina. They're so I strong. They are. I will not budge. <laughs> I, I love that about you. Uh, but you're so busy. You're still busy oh, yes. and you're always looking for things in a, a healthier in a hurry. Um, and uh-huh. other than, I mean, we have Mother's Day, Father's Day, graduations, prom. So it's any season of life that you're in right now. It's probably all the things. So yeah. um, before kind of jumping into some meal ideas and healthier in a hurry, t- you know, ideas, ideas. Uh, what are some recent successes that we've had in feeding our tribes because our challenges change with time. So I'm curious if there's been any like updates to your family schedule or new challenges or barriers in dinner time or what other mealtime successes are you seeking or achieving? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I think I mentioned this in in the last episode is something I'm proud of as being as a mom this year. Specifically you know, I always get home from work and I'm just scrambling to figure everything out. Nick is still working until six o'clock, sometimes 630. Things are just hectic. You know, I feel like I need to entertain the kids. I need to get dinner ready. I need to put all their stuff away, organize for tomorrow, pack lunches. Oh, it's just crazy. So this year I have, or actually as of probably the past three months, I've really succumbed to letting my kids watch TV every night after school or every afternoon for about 30 minutes while I prep dinner. I will tell you, just taking away the guilt and pressure that I put on myself before about that has made all the difference. And I feel really just a huge weight that's been lifted off my shoulder. So while they're watching their own, their, you know, one show, sometimes one and a half shows, I get dinner prepped and then I have a timer for them. And when that goes off, they can do something else while I finish dinner because inevitably their 30 minutes is up. And sometimes I'm not going to be a stickler all the time. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, just finish your, your episode or go another 10 minutes, whatever it is. But they can do something else to keep themselves entertained or busy, usually going outside and playing with the neighbors or doing a craft or doing something while I finish dinner and get things set up for dinner. And that has worked really, really well. Uh, Soon, I want to have them start to kind of help setting up the table, which doesn't really entail much. When I say set up the table, it's literally they, they both have a table, a placemat, and then a fork and a knife and maybe a napkin uh, and then a drink. So kind of having them help help set that up would be nice. But for now, I'm just really proud that we have, we've got them clearing their plates and their placemats every night. And they kind of take turns vacuuming, cleaning off the counters and 
then they're also their nighttime chore is getting rid of the cat hair on the couch, which is random. But yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm proud of that. But next step is helping to set up the table for dinner. And then another thing that's really worked well, like I mentioned on the couple podcast episodes ago, was having them get cookbooks at the library. Mm-hmm. And we've made some really great recipes from there. And one of those recipes was a huge hit recently that I'll share as a mom win. But that has been a good success story in our sort of meal prep part of our day, for sure. Yeah. Uh, just less time than ever before to, to get dinner on the table. Um, and I would, I would say just generally speaking, I'm uninspired in the kitchen. So this episode is very timely for me. My kids are just increasingly difficult to eat. I think now that we are pretty sure that Piper's GERD reflux thing is, it was just stomach bug related. I'm not feeling quite the pressure to have dinner on the table as soon as I would have had that been the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the weather is nice, I just want to be outside. And truthfully, I I do just, I've learned this about myself. I enjoy cooking more in the colder months, mm-hmm. despite my love for the fresh ingredients that the warmer months bring. So I I think coming into the warmer months, I am going to do more like nosh boards because I found that nuts, dried fruit, vegetables, meats, cheeses, putting that together and on a board and letting my kids kind of go at that is probably a far healthier and more balanced meal than anything else that I put in front of them and they've actually eaten in the past six months. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. And this is just a random win, but sugar snap peas are like a new fave in the house. Okay. Uh, They love their cucumbers, but sugar snap peas are, are are a new thumbs up, which finding the vegetables that they'll actually eat without me urging to some extent um, is is hard. So additionally, breakfast is the same for my kids every day. Uh, Perfect bar cups. They they love those protein cups. They're like two something a package, though. It's obscene. I was going to say, geez. Oh, my gosh. It's ridiculous. Um, They just need some variety. So we've we've started to do a little bit of cereal and stuff. But breakfast time has become a new challenge for me. They also seem to be needing less sleep. I don't know. Are your kids needing? Oh, le- yes. Like they're getting older and they don't sleep 12 hours. It sucks. Like <laughs> So, yeah, I walk out of her room after putting her to bed at eight o'clock. It's like, that's my rule. Eight o'clock. Oh, it's eight o'clock. See ya. And she's up for another hour and 15 minutes in her yeah. room. And it didn't used to be like that. It went from like 20 to 40 to now it's legit. Sometimes like she'll fall asleep when I fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's great to get more time with the kids, but I am finding that I'm staying up later to get my time. Yes. Yes. Which is why I still draw the line at eight o'clock. I'm like, I know you're not going to bed till 930, but see ya. Yeah. Again, (laughs) goalposts. (laughs) Good. Good. Yeah. That's a very healthy thing to do. I'm going to work on that. All right. So what about any new kitchen gadgets or appliances that are making meal prep a little faster or easier in your life? Yes. So not really any gadgets or appliances. I do have a new recipe system that's been working pretty well for me, I would say. I've got a whiteboard where I list out four weeks of meals at a time since, of course, I'm a a planner. Uh, it's really been nice being able to do it all at once. So I have it on my fridge with easy access. It's magnetized to my fridge uh, so I can kind of just see what's coming up over the next four weeks or so. 
Uh, let's see. Oh, I've also just been trying more convenience meals, such as frozen pot stickers and general sauce with broccoli from Trader Joe's. Just having those on hand for nights that I don't have time to do anything. Again, letting go of the guilt about that. You know, maybe a time in my past, I felt guilty about having frozen meals for my family. But the truth is, there's no reason to feel guilt for that. It's, you know, you're providing food and nourishment for your family and that's what you need to do. And you got to do whatever you can do to get that done. And so if frozen meals is the answer for a specific night, then that's totally fine. And so that's what I've been doing. Trader Joe's has a lot of great frozen mm-hmm. meals. I'm just a huge fan. And we don't live real close to one, but I'll go, try to go there like once every other month or so and kind of stock up on that. Otherwise, yeah, not really much. We just don't have room in our kitchen for any more gadgets. So we try to take advantage of what we have already. What about you? I think it's funny you say you don't live close to a Trader Joe's. How far is I Trader mean, Joe's from you? It's like 20 minutes, which it's not. I know it's, that's not that bad. But, you know, when all the other... Uh, grocery stores I go to or within five, I can walk to 20 minute car ride is far to me. <laughs> and plus it's so, they're so small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trader, so by the time I get there, it's already packed and it's just, it's, it's not a comfortable experience. Honestly, you never know when to go because it's all, they're always busy because it's not only are they popular, but they're always the one near us is relatively small. I don't love yeah. that. Yeah. And not because of COVID. I just don't like to feel cramped. I, I need space. I hear you. Uh, and this is kind of random, but it, it does relate to one of my uh, dinner time healthier in a hurry suggestions. Uh, but I've got to say, I've grown increasingly in my love for my electric griddle that has a reversible. So one size, side is a flat, like just griddle top. And the other one has grates so that you can get some of that like char or you know what I mean? Like the grilled look. Um, and it truly is something that I use all the time and it's really easy cleanup. So it's just like a wipe down. I treat it like a cast iron. Um, Not that you can't take a little bit of something to it, but stuff tends to not stick to it. Um, So I I really just treat it like a seasoned cast iron skillet, but I use it for quesadillas, pancakes, French toast, grilled sandwiches, or like a panini kind of, you know, just throw a plate or something to weight it down. It's like a panini maker, any kind of burger, sauteing veggies to get that like char without an outdoor grill. It's just super versatile. And I think what I realized, yes, I don't like, I want to grill more, but I also don't want to stand over a grill when it's 95 degrees outside. That's what Nick always says. Yep. Because my like evening routine, there's nothing that I love more than coming home from work, working out, showering and like being settled in for the night. Like those are my favorite nights and going to stand over a grill when it's 95 degrees outside. I'm going to need another shower before bed. Yeah. So now, yeah, I no, would just I agree with you. I c- couldn't find a link for because mine is old. Uh, I couldn't find a link for one, uh, but I did. I'm sorry, I couldn't find the link for the one that I have, but I did include a link in the show notes for what I'm talking about. So I can't speak to that product exactly, but that one does happen to have really good reviews on Amazon. So anyway, all right, hopping into meal and snack ideas. I see you've got a big blank here for breakfast. Do you have anything? I have all my recipes in front of me, actually. Okay, so yeah, cool, cool. I just have one for breakfast. It's actually, I don't know if you remember, but you probably you probably do, but our listeners, although they probably do too, we had Real Mom Nutrition Sally Kuzumchek on our mm-hmm. podcast a while back. And she, this was actually a long time ago, but I saw on her blog, she had fudgy chocolate zucchini bread. And I know that sounds kind of boring, like ah, zucchini bread, it's been around for so long. It's not novel. Well, actually, it's this this recipe is delicious. It calls for plain yogurt, which I've also used in I've also used pumpkin instead of the yogurt. So you can do either Greek yogurt, plain yogurt, 
regular yogurt, pumpkin, applesauce. But anyway, just kind of for some variety, zucchini, chocolate chips, all the normal, you know, seasonings that you would, you would think white whole wheat flour, which actually I just used whole wheat flour. Um, or you could also use brown rice flour if you want, especially if you're gluten-free, uh, sugar. This is such a good bread recipe. I, we make it actually quite a lot. So it's just very simple, um, either for breakfast or a snack recipe. That's all I've got for breakfast. Mm, okay. Uh, I'll re re uh, introduce banana sushi to the crew here. Uh, so whole wheat tortillas smeared with your favorite nut butter, banana rolled in, roll it up, boop, 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 and then slice it into little coins. Uh, big win. I love that. And your recipe, two of yours, Gina, I'm, I'm just endorsing through and through oh. the, the banana oat blender pancakes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are the the sum is greater than the parts. So banana oats baking so baking powder doesn't matter one of them. Um yeah. like just super basic. Yeah. Blend it up and they make these fluffy delicious pancakes. They're not overly sweet. There's no added sugar. Um right? Just the sweetener from the banana if I recall. I think you're right, but I I always douse mine with syrup anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. And yeah. I'll, I doubled the batch when I posted the recipe on my blog. I doubled it up because um, to me, if I'm going to get out that electric griddle and, and make the effort, I'm going to have leftovers. Yeah. Uh, so love those. And then you also talked about not your mom's egg casserole. Yeah. And is it quick? No. But here's what I will say about it. I made it for myself <laughs> and ate on it for an entire week. I did not tire of it. That is so good. Yeah. Yeah. And you can also make it ahead of time too. Yeah. Cause like I made it for Easter and I'm, I'm, I did all the prep the morning or the night before. And mm-hmm. then so in the morning I just popped it in the oven. Totally. Yeah. And it says, it actually suggests that in the recipe. So just, yeah. And if you don't want to like use breakfast sausage and brown it and all of that, you could buy like a Boca crumble. Like just totally cut out that step of the recipe. And I don't, I think letting it sit overnight is good. I don't know that it's totally necessary if you use a softer bread. So if you don't use something super crusty, it doesn't need to sit as long, like crusty in the best way I mean. Um, And then the other thing that you mentioned on the episode where you talked about it was to let it cook longer. I let mine cook and I did use more eggs. So if you follow the link, oh no, I didn't post my rendition yet, but I did up the eggs. Um, and the bread, just because I didn't want any extra of those ingredients. Uh, it, it does need to cook a couple minutes longer. So. Mm-hmm. I did actually make a note that even I didn't even change the recipe and I would have cooked it a little bit longer. So I did yeah. actually make that note in mine. I was going to say something else about that. Uh, oh, you can also make it vegetarian and use maybe mm-hmm. like the Morningstar chick- or um, uh, chorizo crumble. Yeah. yeah. Hey, when you said the sushi, what did you say? How do you say you make the sushi again? Say that one more time. So like a whole wheat, like burrito sized tortilla. I, yeah. And then I just put like nut butter, whatever nut butter I want all over the surface of it and then just roll up like a really thin layer and then uh, roll up a bana- banana, like okay. put the banana kind of, I don't know, like one third to one side and then just roll it on up. Yeah. Or good. The tortilla around the banana and cut it into coins. That's that is a that is a just always a big win. I like I mean, I eat it all the time. Yeah. Delightful. Yes. What about dinners, Gina? Mm. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot. And actually, I think some of these are repeats, but I'm going to go ahead and share them anyway. They are tried and true. 
This one I think is new. This is meatball tortellini. This is in the pressure cooker. And oh my gosh, just a package of fully cooked Italian meatballs, thawed, dried uh, cheese tortellini, uncooked, condensed milk, water, Creole seasoning, and frozen vegetables in the pressure cooker. Bam. Oh my gosh. So, so good. Creole Um, seasoning? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds strange. I know. And actually, this is in the slow cooker. I lied. Uh, slow cooker. Um, I, although I think you could probably do this in the pressure cooker, but this was a huge hit in our house, I will say. And I don't think I used Creole seasoning. I, I think I used, what's that one in the red and, and gold? Oh my gosh. I can't think of what it's called. It's like a fish seasoning. It is like a Cajun seasoning. It's very popular. Oh. I can't even think of it. But It's like way. a dude's name, right? Yeah, you're thinking Pete? Oh my I don't God, know. I can't even think of what it is. <laughs> Too many dudes, too little of, time. <laughs> I know. God, there's so many options. Creole or Cajun seasoning or, you know, if you don't want to, if you want to put your own seasoning in it, that's fine. But that was a huge hit in our house. One of yours, a weeknight pot sticker stir fry. Mm-hmm. I love this recipe because we make pot stickers for the kids quite a lot, especially Paige. She's just obsessed with pot stickers. But sometimes I think, what can I serve with them? But this recipe has all of it combined, the vegetables and the pot stickers. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of surround the pot stickers are surrounded by the vegetables. So it kind of at least not forces her to eat them, but at least forces her to consider eating mm-hmm. the vegetables. She doesn't always do that, but and I don't know. Teriyaki color. sauce on them. Yes, teriyaki sauce, which um she's learning to love. <laughs> she didn't she hated actually the first time I made this because I put sauce. You know, she's just used to having them plain and the teriyaki sauce kind of threw her off, but now she's kind of getting to to enjoy that because teriyaki sauce is delicious. But this is a very simple, simple recipe. I always give it a 10 out of 10 and uh, just always a big hit in our house, especially the little baby corn that it calls for. Mm-hmm. The next one was also mentioned on Sally Kuzumchek's episode. She had mentioned actually for her mom win, because we asked her to share a mom win, was this sheet pan, honey, garlic, kielbasa, potatoes, and broccoli. It's just a one pan, uh, sheet pan recipe. You make a, a, a honey garlic sauce and then you have ingredients like a, a pork kielbasa or really any kind of sausage, a sweet potato, potatoes, broccoli, and then really any other vegetable you want. If you wanted to put uh, beets or Brussels sprouts on there, or I don't know, uh, butternut squash, but I just did the broccoli, potatoes, olive oil, kosher salt, black pepper, and then that that sauce, that honey garlic sauce, which is so, so good on top. Nick loved this recipe and said, you know, quote unquote, put this in your rotation. So that I will do because it was very, very good. And then a tried and true recipe that I'm actually going to be making when my really good friend, Kathy, who might be listening to this podcast right now, comes over with her family in a couple of weeks. I, okay, this recipe, I think I will be making an forever. This will be a recipe that hopefully ends up in my children's recipe books if they still have those when they become my age. But this is the one pot African peanut stew that I've mentioned on this podcast before. I am still obsessed with it. I'll never sick of it, never get sick of it and tire, tire of it. It has collard greens. It has sweet potatoes, the most delicious flavors, ginger, garlic, peanut butter, tomato paste. Oh my gosh. I just crave this meal. And so I know that, um, you know, both Kathy and I are sort of more, not plant-based, but kind of leaning towards a more plant-based diet. Uh, what do they call it? Like a flexitarian, I would say, where I'm trying to eat less meat. And I think she is too. So I'm making this recipe. I'll serve it with a good hearty piece of whole grain bread and a nice dessert. Oh, it is 
my favorite. And it's just so, so easy because it's one pot, which is another thing that I love about it. So when I'm making a meal for, you know, another couple or another family, I don't like to finish the meal and then have a million dishes to do because then I'll feel like doing the dishes while I should be, you know, conversing with, you know, with the family and with my friend. This one is a one pot dish. So very, very minimal cleanup, which is my favorite. Yeah. So that's all I've got. What about you? Oh, I've got quite a few. Um, per huge, uh, (laughs) sheet pan chicken shawarma. Uh, this was recommended, uh, by another busy mom, but yeah, just kind of everything all together. It's got mm, onions and I'm trying to remember the other vegetable. Uh, but the chicken is in like a yogurt and, you know, turmeric and all the delicious spices. And then you just serve it up with a little bit of a yogurt sauce on a pita with, uh, like, I think it was pickles, tomatoes, and like shredded lettuce. It was just really good. I was a big fan and it reheated really well. Um, your Instant Pot Chicken and bow tie Alfredo with Peas. That was a big win. Super quick and easy. It was my first time ever using Alfredo from a jar. Oh, yeah. Dangerous. <laughs> but it's nutritionally not terrible. But I didn't really mean that like dangerous, but <laughs> you know. It, you know, years past, I would have, you know, just completely stuck my nose up to that. But yeah. same. It's fine. I'm yes. down with the Alfredo. Um, yeah, it's just different from a jar. Yeah, there's like starches and things to make it taste creamy and delicious without the use yeah. of all the butter. But hey, you know, we're in it for the quickness, not just mm-hmm. and if it can get some type of a carbohydrate, some type of a protein and some type of a vegetable into my children. It is a win. So I have very low standards these days. Uh, Chicken (laughs) Caesar with a twist. I know I've mentioned it on the show at some point. Uh, This is a all time favorite from my days running a hospital kitchen, a hospital cafeteria. This staff, this was the number one meal for lunch that they recommended. But it's basically all the components of a Caesar salad with some rotini pasta added. And I'm learning to enjoy salads because I love salads, but for a dinner option, because I can turn it into a nosh plate. Here we go again with like a snack plate for the kids. But I just separate all the components for them so that it's a bit more approachable for them. And I would apply that to any salad. So keep your just veggies separate. Shay will eat just lettuce. She doesn't like dressing, but she will just eat lettuce. Not lots of it, but she will eat it. I know. Like, who are you and like, why? I mean, that is. Wait, I have a question. I'm confused. So you build their salad instead of tossing it. You Mm -hmm. put all of the. Okay, so you're not. Okay, so it's in a bowl. Possibly mine and Mark's. So I'm not prepping two different meals. But I'm Uh simply just taking out portions of the salad and putting it without the dressing for their plates. So Uh, for the Caesar salad, I would literally have a heap of lettuce, undressed for Shea, dressed for Piper, and then each of the components separate. So tomatoes um, would be separate from the croutons, would be separate from the chicken, would be separate from the rotini. And do they eat that separately? Yes. They do. Okay. So they're not putting it together. Ah, interesting. They're not. But I'm hoping that by all eating the same meal mm-hmm. and not becoming that short order cook that they see, oh, OK, my parents are eating this all together. Maybe I should try that, too. Yeah. So no, I just love the that. exposure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but that's just the Caesar salad. So I would apply that like in the summertime, we like to do grilled peaches with, you know, goat cheese and I, it, so all and the nuts on the plate. So I would do the same thing for that meal. I would take the peaches and serve it separate from the nuts, serve it separate from the goat cheese. And maybe I add like a little crostini or something that they could put the goat cheese on. Are they going to eat it? Probably not, but I want to expose them to it. Yeah. Um, egg roll in a bowl. This was a recommendation from my best friend, but it's basically just a ground poultry with, um, I use coconut aminos or whatever I've got on hand. And my ki- it does have in there um, onion and cabbage, which my kids are actually quite agreeable to, like it uses a coleslaw mix, but my kids are really good protein eaters. And they also seem pretty agreeable to onion always. They've never been like, I don't like that. Green, white, red, doesn't matter. They're good with it. And also cabbage they're good with. Kind of random. Mm -hmm. Like when we get Chinese food takeout, the place we go to is very heavy on the cabbage. And I love that. They will eat it. Uh, Okay. Crock pot shredded chicken tacos. (laughs) Okay. Not not novel, uh, but just your chicken breasts with salsa. I like to add a little bit of like enchilada sauce and taco seasoning, just doll it up a bit more. And then you just shred it. I love to then serve that as tacos, nachos, quesadillas over salads, just repurpose it through the week. Um, And kids always like tacos, right? My kids do prefer beef tacos, if I'm being honest, but they are agreeable to this. Yours too? Yeah. 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 So it's it's just a, a something different. I just like that it can be cooked in the slow cooker. I don't, I've not done ground beef tacos in the slow cooker. I'm guessing that wouldn't work. I've never tried that. I mean, it's just so easy to do it in a pan. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, So I don't love the name, but super simple hobo skillet. I found this one online, but it's basically just potatoes, carrots, and sausage in a butter and olive oil. Like it's fairly heavy on the butter and olive oil. I shouldn't say heavy by most, by American standards, heavy by my standards, but I will say that's what made it so good. And then all these dried herbs, uh, kids just love sausage. So that was a a win for my crew and potatoes and carrots. They tend to do pretty well with, so it was just an all in one skillet meal and then barbecue chicken drumsticks. Okay. School lunch. My kids are obsessed. I think I've gathered that's it's like a shake and bake um, chicken drumstick situation. They call it chicken lunch. (laughs) And that is my kid's favorite day in the cafeteria. I don't know. So interesting. So growing up, I used to eat, my mom would take barbecue drumsticks and cut the skin off because when it's grilled, it just doesn't get crispy. So take the skin off for the most part, which takes, I just use my kitchen shears, just takes a couple minutes. And then I'll just kind of throw them in some barbecue sauce and grill them and then serve it with additional barbecue sauce. So those were a big hit. Uh, Shay told me that was the best meal I had ever made. Um, Wow. (laughs) I don't know that she actually meant that, but, uh, and then fajita chicken burgers. So I, I, have you had any success with making poultry burgers? No. Okay. No. So this recipe calls for one pound of ground chicken breast. So one note on ground poultry. If you just buy ground turkey or ground chicken, it has the skin ground in, which sounds yucky, I realize, but that's what provides the fat, the flavor, and the moisture. But if you buy the breast, it does not have the skin. So either turkey breast or chicken breast. So a lot of people don't know that. And that's why the color is different. People are like, why is the color different? Well, you don't have the skin. So when you buy the chicken breast or turkey breast, it needs help. (laughs) Like if you're going to grill that, otherwise you're going to have sawdust pockets um, going on. (laughs) And so this recipe used one egg and one cup of panko. Oh, 
Okay. That is a lot of panko. So a quarter cup of panko per patty, basically, is what it ended up being. And then a little bit of hot sauce. And I had a little bit of taco or fajita seasoning. Mix, mix, mix. Make it into your patties. They were so good. And then, yeah. yep. Okay. So then on your bun, a chicken fajita burger. So you put a little guacamole on the bottom. Put your burger with a slice of like melted cheese. And then you cut up a couple bell peppers and a couple onions. I just toss those in a gallon size Ziploc bag with a little bit of olive oil and fajita seasoning. And I put those on my electric griddle on the other side. So I actually put it on the side with the grates so that my chicken burgers got the grates. So everything cooked on the same side. Oh my gosh, they were so good. I recently posted those on Instagram. So if you want to go see what they look like, you can follow the link or you can look on my Instagram at PreventionRD. But those, Mark was like, holy smokes, these are good. I'm like, yeah, these are delicious. The kids didn't want the peppers and onions on there, but they were good with the guacamole, good with the, (laughs) they were good with everything else. Okay. I'm sorry. That sounds delicious. Let me just, I I forgot to tell this story. Did I tell you about when I volunteered? You you talked about school lunches. Okay. Yeah. I volunteered at Paige's lunch uh, cafeteria the other day. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it was breakfast day. (laughs) Okay. Oh, breakfast breakfast for lunch. Breakfast for lunch. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It was supposed to be sausage and pancakes. <clears throat> I am an idiot. I don't know. And I work in food service. Okay. I was envisioning making pancakes, serving them to the children, having them enjoy a delicious <laughs> homemade pancake. <laughs> oh, gosh. When I got there, pancakes didn't come in today. Okay. Oh, no. Here's what we're going to do instead. Frozen waffles in a bag. Or, and they don't get to choose. They get whatever they want. Either They're either getting a waffle or they're getting frozen French toast sticks in a bag. Eggos, you know, but you steam them in a bag. Steamed, okay. <laughs> Not even toasted, steamed. And so I served each child either or. They didn't get to choose. But of course, I said, listen, when my daughter comes in that door, she's getting a waffle. And I gave her a waffle <laughs> because she would much prefer a waffle over French toast sticks. I just know that about her. Um, and the the sausage. Oh, gosh. mm I, mm, I, I don't, I don't want to talk badly because I, I, I mean, my children are eating this. I know other children are eating it too. The food is fine. Just not what I expected. I don't know why. I don't know why I expected better. I mean, it's, they don't get, they don't get that much money for, you know, mm. the food, you know, that to be, to be fair, the school system just doesn't. And it's still, they're still dealing with COVID. They're still dealing with shortages mm. on food. It's rampant. I mean, it has really not gotten much better. So why was I expecting this to all be flawless? I don't know, but it was a different experience than I ever would have imagined. Um, did I feel bad, you know, feeding this to my children? Absolutely not. Uh, it's food. It's fine. Uh, it just was not what I was expecting. And uh, so, yeah, I'm actually going back next week to volunteer on pizza day because Paige says the pizza is the worst. So I'm, I'm my excited kids to don't see like the pizza either. That's funny because she also says it's the busiest day. So clearly all the other kids, not all the other kids, but a lot of the other kids enjoy the pizza. I will tell you, I hated our school lunch pizza and I felt like I was the only one who didn't like it. Uh, so I wonder if Paige got my same, I don't know, the same like non non loving gene of school school pizza. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see what it's like. I'll, I'll report back because I'm really curious to see if it's the same pizza that I would, that I used to eat as a kid. It's probably the exact same pizza, truthfully, with a little square pepperoni. Yeah. Oh, square <laughs> oh, pepperoni. So I wasn't going to go. I was, okay. I got to go there. This okay. is, we're, we're detouring onto school lunch and breakfast. So my kids have their $47 peanut butter cups every morning 
and <laughs> that they have they get up in the morning kind of like you're and they're they're very self well sometimes but they they help themselves to those and and milk and i i feel okay about that because the alternative at school is um pop tarts uh croissants with chocolate a cereal bar which i've learned is basically like you know, something with sugar, some type of like frosting holding in sugar. It's like a freaking Rice Krispie treat, literally. And then it's served with milk or chocolate milk and juice. There's never a fresh fruit. It's always juice. So I, one day, Shay doesn't finish her like little, her two little cups. I'm, it's not a lot of food. I'm like, do you not like them anymore? I'm kind of like hopeful. And she's like, yeah. um, no, I, I, I just, I just want to be hungry later. I'm like, why would you say that? I'm like, are you eating breakfast at school? And she's like, yeah, Piper is too. And I'm like, I was like, what? So my kids are eating breakfast at home, turning around, going to school, having a second breakfast. And because of COVID, everything is in, a, I, th- I think it's because of COVID, but everything's in a bag. So my understanding for my kids is the teachers go, okay, who wants breakfast? Go get it. So as soon as school starts, all the kids go to get breakfast, bring it back to the rooms, mm. eat all their carbs and sugar. There's no protein, Gina. There's none. There's no other. If they drink the milk, that's the only protein that they're getting. But my kids just had milk and they're going to have milk at lunch too. Like, no, we don't like milk is great to an extent, but for milk drinkers, like too much of a good thing is bad. Right. Yeah. And milk is one of those things. So I like lose my ever loving mind and I start drafting this email to the school and I'm like, no, like take our children. Like if kids need breakfast, Yes, they like it is wonderful. But why are we like serving our kids two breakfasts while other kids go hungry? Like this is so messed up. So then I t- asked the kids, I'm like, so you drink the juice, the milk, you drink it all, like you eat everything every day. And they go, oh no, we only eat from the bag what we want. The rest of it goes in the fridge for later for whoever wants it. I'm like, okay. oh great, like super. I, I mm. Gina, I'm just so done with it. I yeah, cannot wait I don't know for what to summer. think about that. Yeah, that. And mm. I, I have. I don't have a problem with the individual components. I guess what I have a problem with is that there's no there's a lack of variety and and options. They should be offering fruit, a protein. Yeah, I mean they're no. going to offer a breakfast, I and mean, that's just straight up carbs. Which I'm not saying that's bad necessarily for anything other than the fact that it's just it's just one food group essentially. I mean, obviously there's calcium and. The, the dairy, but the milk, but oh, it's yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, what I would think about that. A pop. I would probably. I would a probably. Pop-tart? Yeah, the pop. Oh, it's a whole grain pop tart. Stop. It's a pop tart. A pop tart offered daily. I would. I would not be happy about. But every once in a while, offering my kid a pop tart, I'm totally fine with. I mean, I buy pop tarts for my kids. But if, yeah, if that but was their option, every daily, day is a second no. breakfast. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be happy with that. You're right. Hmm. Okay. Soapbox. All right. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. What about healthy <laughs> snacks on the go? <laughs> okay. So I've got a couple smoothies. We've just been really into smoothies lately because uh, it's, you know, warmer weather now. We've been buying frozen cherries, which I'll actually, I think oh, that's going to be yeah. my mom win next time. Yes. So I've been making some very simple but delicious smoothies with frozen cherries. Uh, I've, my kids have also been loving the Sabra hummus cups with the pretzels that are also kind of pricey. And I get kind of angry because they'll barely use the hummus. So they'll just slightly dip the, the pretzel in the hummus. So it just has a little touch of hummus and then throw the rest out. Really angers me. So I've been telling them to bring the rest home. I will eat the hummus, but you know, at least they're exploring and trying new things. So they've been liking that. 
Also, chocolate-covered banana pops, which I posted on our Instagram quite a while ago. I, I tried to mimic what they make at uh, Disney World because my kids had those chocolate-dipped bananas and really liked them. And at first, when I made them at home, they were like, ew, I don't want to try these. But they ended up eating every single one of them. And I used the dark chocolate, rolled them in peanuts. They were so good. I mean, I was eating them as well. They're just a delicious, delicious, refreshing snack. And then crispy avocado fries. This is more like an appetizer or even a side dish. Made this quite a while ago. I need to bring it back, but an air fryer recipe with panko, garlic, paprika, flour, avocados, eggs, and just really good. You could also probably make a little dip um, for them. I think my kids, I think I actually ate mine plain or maybe I did like a, a mayonnaise. I don't even know what kind of dip I did or if I did a dip at all, but they were just really good on their own. I think my kids dipped them in fr- uh, ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> gross. Like that is gross. Or you could even, what kind of dip would you use? What am I thinking? I'm thinking of like a dressing. Ranch? That, like a salon. Oh, a ranch. There you go. A ranch would be good. Yeah. With maybe even with some red hot mixed in or something. Mm, maybe for me, yeah. maybe not for the kids, but I need Or even kick. salsa, like a little salsa. Yes. Yes. I like that idea. Yep. Yum. Uh, I peanut butter or I'm sorry, peanut butter on rice cakes with a sprinkle of cinnamon. That's all I got. Okay. What kind of rice cakes? Uh, Any. I mean, I just bought plain because I love the taste of peanut butter and my kids love cinnamon. I don't even know. I think I got that idea from a patient actually. I was like, huh? Yeah, that's a really good purpose for a rice cake, a vehicle to get peanut butter in my mouth. That's funny because with I was a little at the fiber. grocery store with my mom the other day and she was like, can we go get some rice cakes? And I said, rice cakes? Like, I just think of diet food when I hear yeah. rice cakes. But then I remembered, like, I actually really do enjoy rice cakes. I do too. Specifically the chocolate ones. There's, oh. They have chocolate rice cakes with chocolate chips in them with a little smear of peanut butter. Oh. Oh. So I said, mom, because she wanted to get the plain kind and put peanut butter on it. And I said, mom, that is just boring. So I said, let's get I the like peanut. I like it. I know, but it's just... I don't know. I feel like I would eat that and then be left wanting more because I'm not satisfied. So I'm just thinking, and I know my mom and I know she would be the same way. She's getting, I know why she's choosing rice cakes and peanut butter as a late night snack because like she wants to, she, she's hungry and she wants something that's, you know, light quote unquote. So I, th- I thought she's going to want to eat more after eating that one rice cake because it's not going to be satisfying. So let's get, <laughs> let's make it more satisfying. So also for the peanut butter ones or the chocolate ones. They didn't have them. Mm. So I think we ended up getting the apple cinnamon ones instead. So not plain, you know, so a step up, more flavor. But I guess adding a sprinkle of cinnamon is a good idea too. I kind of but, like ap- idea. but uh, apple and cinnamon with peanut butter. But I add cinnamon to my, I don't know. What so the apple cinnamon rice cake? With peanut butter? Yeah. Yes. That's kind of weird. No? No. Apple, cinnamon, peanut butter? Okay. I think that sounds good. Yeah. It just sounds- I mean, it's not like it's a real apple flavor. Oh my gosh, Gina, rabbit hole. Uh, it sounds delicious. Yeah. I, uh, rice cakes and peanut butter. It's good. Add some yeah. cinnamon. Mm-mm. I actually also really like the white cheddar rice cakes with peanut butter. I know that sounds really Ugh. weird. I know. I know. It's good. I'm telling you, it's good. Like a do you like carrots sweet. and peanut butter? I do. I don't think that's a um, recognized enough combo. It's not because it sounds very odd and it's kind of a weird, it, it's different. It's kind of like a sweet, it's almost, yeah, carrots are sweet to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's maybe why it works, but people don't think of carrots as sweet because they're carrots, they're a vegetable. Yeah. So I like it better than actually, uh, um, celery and peanut butter. 
All right, mom wins favorite new products. I'm going to go first because uh, I mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast. My cheeseburger quesadilla. I think it was actually called Big Mac quesadilla, but essentially it was just ground beef, which we used, you know, the, the 96% lean uh, and then cheese and pickles in a tortilla made it just like I would make a quesadilla. And then there was like a special sauce that we put on it as well. They were delicious. And the kids, I would say they were lukewarm on them. I could have done better. I'm going to, I'm going to really nail the recipe. The first time I was kind of, I don't know. I didn't make it quite as, as well as I, as I would have hoped, but I think I'm going to use a different type of cheese next time. Called for American. I don't want to use American. I don't have any problem with American. I just don't prefer it. So I think I'm going to use maybe just like a shredded cheddar. I think all I had at the time was a white cheese. And I think that's what threw it off. I, it was the wrong kind of cheese. So I'm going to find a good cheddar to melt on it next time. And maybe instead of putting the sauce on the quesadilla, make it as a dipping sauce. Anyway, Nick wants to put it in the rotation. I think the kids will like it more next time, but we're going to make it again. But it was it was good. Hmm. Mine is just a very common brand of frozen pizza dough. It's just something that I've learned. It just seemed appropriate for healthier in the, on the healthier in a hurry. Uh, Tizio frozen pizza dough. Have you seen this brand? No. Uh, yeah, very common. But it's uh, yeah, it's just delicious. It's a pound of frozen pizza dough, and it's it's a good price, and it just always works really well. So I'm linking that in the show notes. We love our homemade pizza. So without making the dough homemade, because that's a pain in the butt. Oh, yeah. He wants to do that. <laughs> all right. Well, coming up on May 29th, we'll be dishing out another episode in our self-care series all on nurturance. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. And check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. And if you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right, everyone. Until next time, be well. And Nicole, talk to you soon. Take care, Gina. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye. 